Hi, everybody. This is Lucinda. I'm a healthcare accreditation coordinator as well as an RN. Um, what I say is my own words and not necessarily a reflection of my company that I work for. So today I want to talk to you about a term that keeps popping up in social media. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called quiet quitting. That's right. You heard me right. Quiet quitting. So what is it? Well, it has absolutely nothing to do with necessarily quitting your job. Instead, you're renouncing the hustle culture, quitting um, the idea of going above and beyond at work, doing anything extra. And it's been made really popular lately by an app called TikTok. The trend is resonating strongly with those Gen Z and millennial knowledge workers fighting to rewrite the rules of the workplace. So here's what managers should know, according to the experts. You need to know what quiet quitting is. You need to know what that might look like in real life. Um, what are employees getting from it? How should employers respond? And how do you build workplaces people don't want to leave. So quiet quitting is basically a new term for an old concept. It's basically employee disengagement. Think of the movie Office Space or even Fight Club for that matter. These are ways like your it shows, you know, employee disengagement. Now, this is all coming on the heels of the Great Resignation, which saw an average of nearly 4 million employees leave their jobs each month in 2021 amid clashes over flexibility and a widespread reevaluation of how work should fit into their lives. A lot of people are feeling like quiet quitting is just doing the bare minimum or what you're paid for. But whatever the definition is, the goal is the same, untangling employees' identities from their jobs and leaving them with more time and energy to invest elsewhere. Signs of quiet quitting look like classic indicators of diminished motivation and low engagement. That might be decreased productivity or withdrawing from the team, limiting communication and interaction to only what is required. It may also show up as complaints from colleagues about the silently quitting employee. Colleagues may feel frustrated by having to pick up slack or feeling shut out. These signs, I mean, should sound alarms for any manager to intervene very quickly. Much like quiet quitting is becoming a trend on social media, it could also become an infectious attitude in the workplace as employees start to compare notes and recognize that they are having similar experiences about work taking more than it's giving. So what do employees get out of quiet quitting, as they say? Well, oftentimes, quiet quitters are putting up more boundaries at work and saying a lot more no's instead of yes. But some also might be letting their attention shift, focusing on projects that aren't really in their scope of their job. You know, while managers may interpret that as being non-compliant or unprofessional, um, it's also a sign that sometimes not even consciously uh, employees are looking for a way to feel less burnt out, more motivated, or more engaged. They just need something a little different. Employers first need to recognize that quiet quitting is more is about more than just setting boundaries. 
It speaks to the tired and frustrated feeling that many are experiencing on the tail of this pandemic. People are reassessing their priorities and social disconnection, and that can be part of this shift. To better understand how employees are feeling, you need to frequently survey staff um, going beyond productivity scores and seeking comments that may help managers understand the full picture of engagement. It's really important for HR departments to conduct uh, in-depth onboarding and exit interviews to get a sense of what motivates employees and what drives them to leave. Although I will say in my personal experience, I'm always polite during my exit interviews. I do, I'm not always honest about why I am leaving my, my current position. So that's a, that's a tough one. I've always personally learned not to burn any bridges. So I never let them have the full picture of what happened and what went wrong, unless it was just terrible. So how can we build workplaces that people don't want to leave? Managers can help prevent burnout by encouraging employees to take breaks during the day and to use their vacation and pay time off during the year. Managers can lead by example when taking time off by not responding to emails when they're not working. I can't stress that enough, how setting an example like that can make such a big difference because when you are off, you need to be completely off, even if you have a work phone. You know, if you have taken PTO, you are not working. So don't answer that work phone and don't answer those emails unless it's, I mean, like the building is on fire or something, you know, you should not have to deal with that. It is very stressful. Um, And once an employee logs off for the evening, managers should avoid sending late messages that are not urgent. As a lot of us do, we carry our work phones home, we hear the ping or the buzz, and we go over there to see what it is to make sure it's nothing that can't wait till the next day. And I mean, 98% of the time, it's, it, it's something that will worry you all night long and you will not sleep well. And you come to work the next day, it's something that could have waited. It's something that could have waited that is, it just stressed you out all night. I mean, many office jobs started taking work vacations, you know, work vacations during the pandemic and working remotely from different locations. But employees need to take time away from their computer to avoid burnout. And I can attest to that. Amen. I am attached to my phones. I mean, 24-7. Even, I mean, I hear the phone in the other room. It's not even a matter of that. And I don't like to turn the phone off in case of emergencies. I've even been guilty of answering emails on vacation, which is just a no, just don't do it. You do have to set boundaries, although I don't believe in this term quiet quitting. And while wellness-related perks like office yoga and mental health days have grown in popularity, which I experienced at a different position that I've had in the past, and it was great, by the way, um, during the pandemic that's when it was heaviest even though we had wellness days mental health days um before then that were was not attached to your pto it was it was heavenly um but anyway while wellness related perks like office yoga and mental health days have grown in popularity during the pandemic leaning too heavily on fleeting benefits because they disappear um can lead employers to overlook the fundamentals of the work experience 
So in other words, like they're giving them all these perks, but they're also still requiring more and more work because we're short staffed and whatnot, which still leads to burnout. It's critical that managers foster a workplace environment that is psychologically safe so that employees feel comfortable asking for help without fear of retribution. Employees who are quietly quitting are also likely the ones who have been silently suffering in a psychologically unsafe environment. It's critical that managers foster a workplace environment that is psychologically safe so that employees feel comfortable asking for help without fear of retribution or retaliation. Employees who are quietly quitting are likely the ones who have also been silently suffering in a psychologically unsafe environment. Other meaningful changes come from making workloads more sustainable and making sure employees feel a forward sense of progress beyond just career development opportunities. People are fulfilled by gaining new skills and experiences, having greater control over their jobs, and feeling appreciated, valued. Employers need to offer opportunities for advancement and create a culture where people feel like they're encouraged to put work in perspective versus make work their entire lives. It's important to recognize that people can be engaged and motivated at work without needing to revolve their life and identity around it. Personally, my views on some of this is, okay, quiet quitting. I always want to do above and beyond because I don't want to be the person that gets laid off if there are layoffs. I want to achieve more. I want to be noticed. So I'm not going to be one of those people that just skate by. I've never been one of those people that just do the bare minimum. It terrifies me. It's just not part of my personality. But some of what they are saying quiet quitting are is is more like setting boundaries, saying I'm not going to answer my phone after such and such after I clock out and I'm not going to check my emails after I clock out for the day. I'm done for the day at this time. This time is for my family or on my days off and I'm at the doctor's office. I'm not going to answer emails and do things like that. It's more about like setting boundaries than just skating by. It just depends on the individual, but it is about burnout and disengagement and us make, needing to make the workplace a better place so that people want to stay and do their jobs, we can make it pleasant. Proper compensation, or if somebody is going above and beyond, trying to give them some kind of extra little something to make it worth their while, because it's something that they don't have to do. And that's what the quiet quitting is about as well. It's showing that contrast from, I am doing everything above and beyond, to I am doing just what I am paid for. Treating people better and giving them more attainable goals every day um, is a big step forward. So my advice for leadership on all of this, because I'm sure you're all going to do lots of research on this and watch all the TikTok videos and whatnot, is to really stop and talk to your employees see what is going on. We're all balancing so many things. L life just throws at you daily. Um, and a work-life balance is very important. I'm not saying your work should be Disneyland at all. Work is work. It's labor. It's what we all have to do to be a productive American. But sometimes there are little things that we can do to make an employee's experience better. 
Like, you know, you can talk to your employee. Like, I know I see that you're taking PTO days to go to doctor's appointments and whatnot. So why don't we give you um, for this week? You know, I see that you need to take off on Friday for a doctor's appointment or a family something something. You know, why don't we do four 10-hour days so you can get your 40 hours in and take that day off? That might be a little less stressful, and then you don't have to use your vacation time for, you know, a daily thing that you just have to do. It's something that you have to do. So, I don't know. There are just different things to work out with people. Um, You just need to talk to folks and see what they're feeling on a day-to-day basis, what their stress levels are. Check in on your people and see what could help them and stay more engaged at their job. Uh, The more you do for them, the more they're going to do for you. The more productive they're going to be, the more pleasant the environment. The longer they're going to stay, they're never going to want to quit. Amen. So good luck with that, and I'll talk to you next time. Have a great day, everybody.